All right, appreciate it. Sorry we're a couple minutes late. Just finished up a team workout out there on the field with our guys. Um, love the way they're working right now. It's been a really good three weeks here in the month of January, recruiting-wise. Today's the last day that we're allowed to be out on the road uh, recruiting. So we've been out pretty much every day the last three weeks and seen a lot of great prospects, been into a lot of high schools and and a new rule this year where we're uh, able to have contact with 2025s, meaning juniors in high school, and sit down and visit with them. So that's been awesome, being able to you know have their families come up to the high school and be able to sit down with them legally. Uh, it's really, really helped a lot and, and um, have enjoyed our time out as well. We've had prospects in. The last three weekends, including the weekend coming up as well for visits here on our campus, we've got a good group of guys that will be here tomorrow and Sunday, and then recruiting travel part of it and visit shut down for a while. That's what February is. February is a dead period after this weekend and then cranks back up in March, but have gotten a lot done recruiting-wise over the last month. I want to thank uh, everyone that's created some awesome environments in Colonial Life for basketball games. We've had a lot of recruits there and the uh, like I told the, everyone last week when I spoke at the basketball game, those environments resonate, and wherever I go, uh, recruiting wise, seems like both of our basketball teams and their success continues to come up. So, congrats to them, Don and Lamont, and thanks to our fans for the environment that have been created for uh, fan, for our recruits that have been there. Was down at the Senior Bowl on Wednesday and had a chance to watch uh, Xavier and, and Spencer practice and it's great seeing those guys first of all two great representatives of our program so really enjoyed getting to watch them but also getting to talk to them and visit with them and been great getting to hear from so many NFL personnel while we were down in Mobile that afternoon uh, about both those guys and how impressive impressive they've been not just on the field in practice, but in interviews that take place down at the Senior Bowl and whatnot as well. So wish them luck in the game tomorrow. And then Marcellus Dial, I know, was part, was part of the uh, East-West game this week, East-West Shrine game, and and uh, heard great things, great feedback from that week. Also, uh, eager now that recruiting travel closes up this week, eager to really completely jump in with our current team in the month of February. That's what February is. We've been utilizing some times during the week within recruiting like we did this morning with our team. But since no one's going on the road recruiting after today, uh, all of February will be with our players and here in Columbia and excited about the progress they've made in the weight room over the last month and and uh, looking forward to completely jumping in with them. Like I said, as we gear up towards the start of spring practice, I think David asked me last time, that'll be uh, Tuesday, March 19th. I believe that's the correct date. So Tuesday, March 19th will be our spring game as well. Um, so I uh, know you're all here to meet Joe today. Um, could not be more pumped about him joining our staff. Uh, he's jumped right in to everything with our players, our staff, uh, full speed ahead uh, with him. Someone who our relationship goes back, I guess, 20-plus years back to when I was an assistant coach at, at Mississippi State, and my dad brought Joe up uh, to visit with the, the staff at Virginia Tech from a special team standpoint. He was with the Falcons at the time, and a lot of the things my dad did on special teams all the way to the end of his career are things that he learned from Joe that day. Uh, he was with the Atlanta Falcons at the time. We had a kickoff return until the day my dad retired called Falcon that Joe had in installed when he came to Virginia Tech. Um, 
the pump protection we used at Virginia Tech was what Joe had taught my dad that day as well. And I guess it's longer than 20 years. I was a graduate assistant at Georgia Tech back in 2000, and that was the year that Mike Vick got drafted by the Falcons and and Dan Reeves. And I was living in Atlanta and went up to Flowery Branch to watch them practice some. And I guess that's when we first connected and have just kept in touch over the years. Foundation that a lot of my dad, a lot, the foundation that my dad did a lot of his stuff, I said, came from Joe and then myself included. A lot of the things that I believe in and have done as a special teams coordinator learned from him. Uh, Carolina Ties, his father-in-law, uh, God rest his soul, was Dan Reeves, great Gamecock as well. So this place has a special place in his heart as well. He's about relationships. It's cool hearing from so many guys that he has been around in the NFL. I got a text message from Spencer Lanning the other day. Not many people in here will remember Spencer other than maybe Reggie, Hale, and David. So the Pete baby um, as well, some of the old guard as well. But Spencer sent me a text message about uh, about Joe as well. I said it last week when I talked to you guys at the basketball game. I wasn't going to hire a special teams coordinator unless I felt like I could bring in somebody that could truly make us better and uh, was a star at that. And when you are able to hire a guy that's been in the NFL for 30 plus years, has won two Super Bowls, uh, has been an interim head coach, had other NFL teams, not to get you know too into that, but had other NFL teams that were trying to hire him last week and chose to stay in the college game as opposed to going back to the NFL. I mean, it's a huge, t- huge statement about our program and, and uh, will be an, and is already an awesome hire for us. The year that he spent at the University of Texas last year, I think, convic- gave him great conviction that college game is, is uh, pretty special and where he wants to be. And obviously that speaks volumes that he's, he chose to come here as well. Talk to those guys at Texas, some of the players and coaches out there that I know. And, and that's what they said is they couldn't believe that this guy hadn't been in college football his entire career because of the way that he was able to affect that team, connect, build relationships uh, on and off the field without a doubt uh, as well. So he'll make us better. And uh, this is an awesome, awesome hire for us. And one that I know Gamecock fans are – really ecstatic about so we'll bring up him up here in a second before I bring him up and let him you guys visit with him any questions that you have about Joe or the process or anything going on uh, Shane just a, a couple uh, first with the workout today any more guys that you know might not be available for the uh, uh, beginning of spring practice no um, nothing new from last week again we got some guys that are pushing to get back we do have some guys out there right now David that are limited uh, as well but no one New. I'll probably have a more thorough injury report for you as we get closer to spring practice. But uh, all those guys are some of the guys that are limited right now are going to be cleared next week. And and Rocket right now is probably the one I don't want to say long term, but the one that won't be ready for spring practice. But we'll see as the spring goes. And then as February goes on, just how much are you guys as coaches allowed to do? with the players how much is strength and how much is what you guys can do yeah it's uh what eight hours a week is what we have right now um and we're able to build some football stuff into that so the bulk of our time is in the weight room we need to get bigger we need to get stronger we need to get faster like every team does so the bulk of the time is in the weight room but we take the amount of time that we need each week from a football standpoint x's and o's position fundamentals uh, team building stuff that we do uh, as a team throughout the week as well, trying to maximize the amount of every ounce of time that we have. But the bulk of our time, the priority is certainly the weight room as we go into spring practice. 
And I'll ask Joe this question. Maybe he'll bring it up on his introductory press when, when he opens up. But as a special teams coordinator, someone that understands the important the importance of building relationships, having a chance to talk with some of Joe's former players, what would you tell people that look at it and they're saying, all right, what about his recruiting? Because obviously, again, as a special teams coordinator, you understand the importance of building those relationships. Mm -hmm. I think uh, recruiting is just about hard work and relationships. Sterling Lucas had never recruited a day in his life when we hired him from the NFL and his track record, what Sterling's done from a recruiting standpoint speaks for itself because Sterling is personable, works his butt off and is a competitor and able to build relationships. And I would say all the same about Joe as well. He's been a lot of places coaching areas that we recruit, whether it be when he was with the Atlanta Falcons in the Atlanta area, Jacksonville Jaguars and the Jacksonville area and whatnot. So areas that he's coached that, that are recruiting areas for us, he's got familiarity with those regions, and then he's a guy that can certainly build relationships. You don't last that long in the NFL coaching special teams because, as you guys have heard me say before, that special teams coach is the one guy that has to have relationships with every single player on the roster because they're all involved with special teams. And, and so he is a relationship guy. He's certainly a competitor, and I know he's eager to, to get to work uh, from that standpoint. Did you call me old earlier? I didn't say old. I just meant you've been here for a while. The old guard okay. is what I said. You're certainly not old. The old guard, some of these young guys in here, uh, were not here my first time around. That's what I meant. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, well, I wasn't here your first time around either. Um, uh, well, it feels like you have, so I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, <laughs> with, uh, with the weight room stuff and, and off-season program, what, uh, what what does that look like this, this year? Is it the same, different, or are there any – tweaks or adjustments that have been made? No, I think you're always tweaking and adjusting and looking back at how we can be better. And uh, that's in every department, weight room, coaching, nutrition, training room, equipment, you name it. You're always looking at how we can improve. And it, we did, it was the same way two years ago when we won eight games. And it was the same way last season uh, as well. From a weight room standpoint, I mean, we've tweaked some things that we do lift-wise. Um, maybe added some new things, doing a little bit less of stuff. I think Luke and his staff are doing a really good job of explaining the why that we do things, why we're doing this, how it relates. And, and you know, it, it's all it, – that culture, whatever you want to call it, starts in the weight room. And, you know, it's a race to build that before the start of the season in August when we start practice and in the first game – as well and that all starts in the weight room so we're trying to do as much of that as we can the communication the leadership along with getting stronger and bigger and faster like every team wants to but essentially a uh, little bit more of this maybe a little bit less of some stuff and and really doing a hopefully doing a better job of explaining the why not that we didn't before I'm not saying that but just making sure our guys all understand here's what this is developing and and teaching a lot more too <laughs> Hey, Shane, are, are you more excited for Joe, the special teams coach who can revitalize things, or, or Joe, just the, the guy will be a couple doors down and you can pick the brain of and, and learn more and, you know, grow? I'd say both. Um, great question. Uh, both, you know, very much. I mean, wherever he's been, I've always kept in touch with him. I mean, there was a time he was the special teams coach of the Jaguars, and I was here working with – 
Coach Spurrier, and there was a, an assistant special teams job open on his staff that I was very intrigued by, and it didn't work out, and I'm blessed. It worked out for everybody. Uh, you know, who knows what happens if, if that move happens, but here I am today, and that's the perfect way for this thing to, to go. But whether, whether he was with Jacksonville or whether he was with the Dallas Cowboys or the Atlanta Falcons or Los Angeles Rams, I would I kept in touch with him and always tried to pick his brain from a special team standpoint, uh, drills standpoint because he's 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 brilliant. And one of the and the fact of the matter is he's one of the greatest special teams coaches in the history of the game of football. I mean that's just facts. So from a special team standpoint, absolutely. Then the fact that he's been around the college game for a year and has been able to add that because the college game's different, the rules are different, and field dimensions are different. But being able to take that and add to what he's already done. But then just his background, I mean, I'd be crazy not to pick his brain on stuff. He's won Super Bowls. He just coached in a college football playoff game and won a conference championship with Texas. And and I know he was very um, connected with Coach Sarkeesian with a lot of that. And he and I had a great conversation about Joe, uh, Coach Sarkeesian and I did, and, and that's one thing he said. So just being able to kind of like with the special teams coach, no matter who you are, you have to have relationships with everyone on the team. It's the same thing. If you're a special teams coach, you've got to be involved in all three phases of the game, game management and things like that as well. And I love that part of it, but being able to pick his brain on the strategy, the game management, team building, all that as well. Special teams wise, you've got to be able to motivate everyone to play special teams. And and I've watched him live and in practice and, and don't know if anybody does it better. Good. All right, with that, please welcome Joe DeCamillis. Awesome. Glad to be here. Uh, want to, you know, it's going to sound a little bit like the Oscars here for a minute because I do want to thank some people, okay? I do want to thank the board here, first of all. I want to thank uh, Chance. I want to thank Coach Tanner, um, you know, with them getting it done in a timely manner and the way things happen. Uh, I couldn't be happier to be here. Um, I also want to thank Coach Sark. Uh, he really, that place at Texas was special from the standpoint of they got me turned on to college football. Uh, I think, I think it was something that I thought, you know, after that year, I thought I was going to go back to the NFL and, and, and get rolling. But, uh, uh, I knew after that, I really fell in love with it. Saturdays are special and, uh, want to come help this place be special on Saturday, just like it has been. Um, my wife, who's been, uh, like he talked about with, uh, Coach Reeves, she's been in the game her whole life. She's 58 years old, same as me. And uh, we've been married for 37 years, and she allowed me to continue on my journey as far as football goes, which I really appreciate. Uh, she's fired up. She couldn't be happier. I think she liked the college game on Saturday more than I did, so that's pretty good. Uh, she, uh, she can help us both, Shane, that's for sure. Um, and then really just Shane and his dad. Um, huge effect uh, as far as good people. And really, that's really the main reason that I came here, because of him, because of the loyalty, because of the things that I know are important to him and the, and the type of person he is, I think is uh, really, really special. And it's not like that every place I've been. So happy to be here with that. And um, that's pretty good. That's it. OK. Open up for questions. Uh, if you would, introduce yourself. And Joe, David Kloniger with the Charleston Post and Courier. Good to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, you know, getting back into the college game, a big part of it is recruiting. How much of it did you do last year? How much have you already started to get your feet wet here? Well, you really can't recruit as an analyst, obviously. You know, you can't go out on the road and all those things. But um, uh, one of the reasons that I was there was a guy named Jeff Banks, who I think 
coach would say is probably one of the top recruiters in the nation. Uh, he he's done a great job from that standpoint. So just picking his game or picking his brain, uh, being around him as much as possible, seeing how the process went, um, and just like Shane said, I think uh, you know it's about relationships, but it's also about making sure that you're competitive and you're trying to win the job, right? You want to make make sure that you can bring that guy in and. You know, I, I like that. Uh, I don't have a lot of hobbies. I'm not a golfer anymore. I broke my neck a few years ago, so I really can't play golf that much. Uh, my hobby's ball, and that's part of ball. Uh, the better player you get, the better coach you're going to be, and that's what I think what recruiting is all about, in my opinion. Hey, Joe. Mike Huber, Gamecock Central. What did, what did you learn last year? Because obviously 30 years in the NFL, I'm sure you learned a lot, but what did you learn from just your first year in college football from a coaching standpoint? Well, not to correct you, but it's 34 years in the league, so just so you know, okay? But just, no, I'm just kidding you. I'm just kidding you, dude. Um, that's right. That's exactly right. Don't feel bad. Um, uh, so what I learned was uh, it, it's hugely about relationships. I mean, with the players, big time, but also within the staff. I think it's smaller staffs. Uh, the camaraderie on the staff was really, really special at that place. And what I've witnessed here, it's going to be the same way here. Um, so that was, that was intriguing. That was kind of cool to be around. Um, I'd say the second thing is, is the passion that goes into the week and into the game is unparalleled. Um, in the NFL, it's business, right? It's, it's a business. Let's be honest. It's a business. Um, it's not in college football. It's about making that player not only better as a player, but as a person. And uh, that was very intriguing to me at this time of my career and this time of my life, you know. Um, I told a story to somebody. I had a uh, young man came up to me, heck of a player. He's going to be a really good player for Texas. And he said, hey, Jody, come here, man. I said, what? You know, I thought he was in trouble or something. And uh, he said, uh, I don't know how to tie a tie. And I said, wow. Well, you know who taught me to tie a tie? It was Coach Reeves. So pretty cool. Hey, Coach, Pete Iacobelli with the Associated Press here in uh, South Carolina. Nice to meet um, you, Pete. Good to meet you too, Joe. Um, first of all, the last the, the last special teams guy here, and I went to the same high school. I'm guessing you didn't go to Monsignor Farrell no, High School uh, on no, Staten I didn't. Island. No, I didn't. Okay. But what um, – you know, it seems like college football is entering a different era. It's new, new parameters, NIL, transfer portal, things like that. You're jumping in where maybe some others are saying, you know, maybe I don't want to be part of this anymore. What do you see about the future of college football going forward and able to navigate some of these, some of these new wrinkles? Well, first of all, um, I think in the kicking game, just talking about special teams overall, I think you can affect the college game a lot more than you can in the NFL. Um, example, uh, against Texas Tech, the last game, we covered seven kickoffs. Right? You don't cover seven kickoffs in a game or excuse me, in a year in the NFL. So that is intriguing. I think you can affect the game a lot more in college than you can in the NFL right now, in my opinion, in the kicking game. That's the first thing. But the NIL and the collectives and all the stuff that's going on right now, it's, it, it kind of goes back to when free agency really started in the National Football League. And the teams that knew how to navigate that, they rolled. Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers, the teams that really knew how to operate in that arena, they were the ones that, that got the, uh, the spoils of it. And I think that's what you're entering into right now. I think the better you are at it, 
the 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 better you're going to be overall, right? And I do think that, you know, people think that um, that's going to not make it as pure a game. I think it's more pure, a lot more pure in college than it is in the NFL. I mean, I know right now there's nobody in the college game that's tanking. They're not trying to lose games to make sure they get a better draft choice, which to me, that's what you're talking about. That's what it's all about, in my opinion, is winning. Hey, Joe, Jack Veltry, GamecockCentral.com. Nice to meet you, sir. Nice to meet you, dude. Um, just wanted to ask you, you know, after your time with the Rams came to an end, how did te- can you just kind of take us through how Texas kind of came into the picture and everything? And did you have any, you know, potential offers from the NFL to go back and coach there? And, you know, why was it so important to, you know, give college a look? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, after the Rams, I had a couple chances to go to some other places. Um Really, at that time, uh, was just feeling like I wanted to get back with somebody that emphasized special teams, that emphasized being good in the kicking game. And it's not all like that in the NFL. Um, So I wanted to try to go someplace that it was important to. Um, Sark had approached me. uh, Jeff Banks had approached me. I wanted to take a little time and make the right decision. And uh, it just just worked out great, really, to be honest with you. I mean, like I said, you know, when I I was opening was – the that experience allowed me to be sitting in here right now and just like he said I had to make a decision in the last couple weeks and it was an easy decision real easy decision to be honest with you so I couldn't be more fired up to be here hey Joe uh Jordan K with the state newspaper I know you've you know had a lot of jobs over your life but what do you remember working at uh J&T lawn service and what did that teach you about work ethic (laughs) Dude, where'd you get that from? The internet's a crazy I mean, place. that's unbelievable right there. <laughs> J&T Lawn Service. So uh, <laughs> I didn't think I was going to be asked that one. Hold on for a second. Um, no, I, uh, my dad had a lawn mowing service, and uh, he actually got it from another guy. So he said, well, he said, uh, we're going to call it J&T. So that's where it all started. I just, you know, I mean, I came from a blue-collar family that hard work was appreciated. And I think it's, it's served me well throughout my career and, you know, my dad was a big part of that. He helped me out in that respect, and uh, it, it taught me at a young age to be able to work my tail off and try to get results, and that's what I'm going to try to do here. How do you teach that to younger guys to work at? Oh, I, think, I think the main thing is is try to give them examples, you know, as much as you can. I think um, that's very, very important uh, nowadays, I think, as a standpoint of, of how do you learn to have a great work ethic. And I think that what we're doing right now in the winter conditioning, uh, I saw it at Texas. I mean, that's another thing that's appealing about this is in the NFL it's turned into more of a, I don't want to say walkthrough, but there's not as much practice time, not as much uh, strength time, all that kind of stuff. And college football, you can still get the player better and develop them, in my opinion. So um, I think the harder you work during this time, the more it's going to pay dividends for us down the road. Hey, Coach, Andrew Lyon of Gamecock Digest over on Fan Nation. Welcome to Columbia. Thank you. What does it mean to you to work for a head coach in Shane Beamer who puts so much of an emphasis on special teams on game day? I mean, that's why part of the reason I'm sitting here, because I know what it means. You know, I mean, he was raised from his dad. His dad, like, when he called me to do that clinic, I was like, somebody's messing with me. That's not Frank Beamer, because at that time, there was nobody that was a better special teams guy, and probably really since – Um, so it was an honor to be there, but I know the importance of it. And really, when you think about it, it's all about complimentary football. 
you know, everyone says special teams, offense, defense, but how do we mesh it together? How does it work together? And I think that's, that's what you have to look at. I don't, I don't want to be looked at as, oh, uh, he's got the number one special teams. That's, that's great, but did it help us win games? That's the most important thing going forward. I think that that's got to be on our minds and stats and all that other stuff. That's all great. But if we play complimentary football the right way, we're going to be just fine. Hey, Coach. Rick Henry with WISTV here in town. Welcome to Columbia. Thank you. What's the key to getting kids excited about uh, playing special teams? Well, I think part of it obviously comes from the head coach. Uh, you have to have an organization that wants them to or that they know the importance of it. Um, and then the other part of it is that's another thing about college I think that's better than the pro game is you're trying to develop a player that wants to be a great player on offense or defense, okay? But if they show that they're a good player on teams, a lot of times he gets confidence in them, okay? The defensive coordinator, Clayton, gets confidence in them. Dow gets confidence in them. The receiver coach gets confidence in them. When you see them block tackle, when you see them run with the ball in their hands and do things that are positive, then it has a chance to help them all the way across. And you've got to show them, hey, man, if you do this right, you're going to get more playing time on offense or defense. I don't want a, just a guy that's going to just play teams all the time. I mean, yeah, they're great to have, but I want to see a guy graduate. I want to see a guy turn into a great player, and that's part of develop, developing players, in my opinion. Also, what, what stories did uh, Coach Reeve share with you about his time at South Carolina, just his love for the Gamecocks? Uh, he, he just um, – he had a great, a great time here. Uh, he had a chance, just to tell you what kind of person he was, he had a chance after the uh, All-Star game in Georgia. Uh, you know, he wasn't as highly recruited. He came to South Carolina, gave his word to come to South Carolina. He had a chance to go to Alabama, had a chance to go to Georgia – and he said, no, I've given my word to this man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up there and play for him. And I actually worked for uh, Coach Bass, who was uh, Dan's college coach. He was kind of the one that helped me out when I first got started because Dan had hired him there. But just, you know, just really how great a place this is. Um, he always talked about it in a way that was, uh, was special, and uh, I'm glad to be part of this special for sure. Hey, Coach, Elmer Granham with um, welcome to Columbia. Uh, Thank you. I know you're probably still trying to learn all your players' names and put them <laughs> with faces and all that, but after seeing them on the field this morning and, and maybe from what else you've looked at on tape or whatever, what, what are your impressions of, of the guys you're going to get to work with this season? Oh, I think there's some real talent. I think, um, I think they've done a great job of recruiting here, and um, you know it's starting to pay off. You can see that on the field. You saw that on the film that I saw. I mean, last year was last year, but there was a lot of injury situations that occur, and that's going to that's gonna hurt a lot of teams, no matter who you are. So um, I think that, uh, that they've done a great job of getting people here. I'm excited about it. The one thing, and I was talking to him about this today, is in pro football, you don't, you don't have near the numbers. At a college practice, it's unbelievable. So I'm trying to study their, the way they look, how they, you know, what their names are, all that kind of stuff. They have it easy because they can say, hey, coach, we don't have that same thing. So, you know, it's, uh, that'll be a challenge, but just I think we got a lot of great players here, and hopefully we can get them going in the right direction. Dave again. Uh, Coach, uh, working with the Rams, uh, they had Ernest Jones on the team. Did, did you get to work with him at all? What do you remember about him? Love Ernest. Uh, he's um, very, very cerebral, not only just a good player, but very, very instinctive. Um, I, I don't know. I think he made the Pro Bowl this year. I think he did. Um, 
he's a he's a great kid. I didn't have him as long because he ended up starting, uh, which that's another thing in the NFL. Usually, when you get a starter, they usually aren't around very long for you on team. So, but uh, great kid, uh, excited. Um, he texted me, so I'm I'm. Uh, I think he's glad I'm a Gamecock. That's for sure.